The dragon's call ripped through the crisp morning air. Rennick looked up to watch the dragon approach. A beautiful red winged her way toward the landing area. Her melodious trumpeting seemed to echo and fade across the treetops. According to legend, her song was composed of her name and pedigree, and embodied who she was as a dragon. Rennick wondered, if the legend were true, what such a song would really sound like. Spreading her wings wide, the dragon let her tail fall and hovered high above his head. The tow-lines that were harnessed to the magnificent beast slackened. The handler, who perched on a board suspended in the tow-lines, stood and wrapped his arms around one of the ropes. A passenger basket, made from woven reeds, came into view as it sank below the dragon. Rennick could see the kiter in the basket working the rigging to hold the kite steady. One of the canvas sails folded under the command of the kiter, and the basket dipped a little closer to the grassy ground. Dane ruffled Rennick's already disheveled brown hair. Nervous, Rub? Rennick shrugged, an action that brought an amused smile to his older brother's face. Uncle Lauren won't bite, but some of the dragons he stables might. Dane winked at him, and then elbowed John, his next older brother. Yeah, just come back from your apprenticeship with all your fingers, else you won't be any use to us. John punched Rennick's shoulder. You two leave him alone. Rennick's mother, Angine, placed her hands on her hips, and with a scolding look on her face added, And go round up the little ones. We need to get heading back as soon as we see Rennick off. Dane and John took turns rubbing their fists into Rennick's head before they scampered off to herd the younger children back to their mother. They chased after Mandy and Josie. Over and over again, the two girls deftly escaped their brother's hold. Chasing them would never work. You had to coax Mandy and Josie into a trap, but Dane and John would never think of that. All the while, little baby Angie sat in the middle of the grass, wailing, a crushed daisy clutched in her small hands. Despite the chaos, Rennick's mother turned a soft smile on him. "'Don't you listen to them. Everything will be fine. Your father will come check on you in a couple of months. Four years will go by before you know it.' Her eyes filled with tears, and a little catch cut off her last words. She hugged Rennick to her large form and kissed his forehead. "'Take care.' his mother whispered. Lifting her head, she yelled, "'Mandy, get down from there!' Releasing her hold on her youngest son, his mother marched off to rescue his failing brothers. Standing alone, watching the usual family antics, Rennick felt the growing anxiety that threatened to steal his lunch as well as his ability to breathe. He would be on his own for the first time in his life." Rennick closed his eyes and recited the list of reasons why getting away from his large family would be exciting. He made it halfway through when the tension in his stomach eased. Rennick let out a sigh of relief. Losing his last meal in front of his brothers would unleash a maelstrom of taunts and ridicule. There was a soft whoosh as the passenger basket of the flyer settled on the grass. Rennick turned to watch the graceful descent of the dragon. The wind from her beating wings pushed against him. The travelers disembarked, while the men from the landing area unloaded their belongings from compartments that also served as benches. The kiter busied himself with inspecting the sails. 
his fingers running over each seam and edge. Meanwhile, the handler saw to his dragon, ensuring that she was properly fed and watered before the next excursion. A scream drew Rennick's attention away from the scene and back to the pandemonium that was his family. Mandy had climbed up the watchtower and was skipping happily around it. The watchman yelled for her to get down, but their words were swallowed by a shrill order to behave from Rennick's mother. Rennick sighed and started to walk toward them. "'All aboard!' a voice called. Rennick stopped. The other four passengers who had been waiting, a healer woman, a young girl, a boy just older than himself, and an old knight, were climbing into the flyer. Rennick did not know what to do. He stood debating between boarding and assisting his mother. If he got in the passenger basket now, he would not get to say goodbye to his family. On the other hand, if he waited too long, the flyer would leave without him. "'Last call! All aboard!' 